Well, good morning and welcome again. And uh, as I was looking over some of the past messages over the past couple of years during this time, it looks uh, quite different than what I got for you today. And uh, as I pull from some of my sources that I, I like to endeavor in, some of the fellow pastors and preachers that listen to some of their work, it, uh, it's a very different different message. You kind of fall into the same routine that we do in the same kind of year, and uh, which is kind of surprising to me because this is a very different year than we've ever experienced. It's a very different time in the world, and I've been very driven to bring God's point on everything that's going on, and uh, wondering why there's not many following suit with that. In fact, you know, I love a good statistic. And only about 3% of pastors has presented any kind of message that involved anything with current events, especially the election. Well, guess what? Welcome to the 3%. I feel it's very important that we not overlook what's going on and what's happening in the world and what is God's view on it. It's real easy as Christians to just become into the mundane, the ritual, the religion aspects of it, and just fall into that routine. But you see, with everything happening, I have seen something. I've seen more and more people start to to, to step out and to speak upon God because we see now there is a need and a reason for it, and we have to start turning back. And as more and more darkness is turned into light, there's going to be people that's going to be looking for something. And they're going to be looking at us. There have been, in all of this pollution now for so long, they're going to be looking for something pure. But if we're not taking a stand, if we're not bringing God's message, if we're not delivering God's message to the fullest, if we're not living our lives in a godly way, where are they going to find this purity? Where are they going to find the light? Where are they going to find the example? Where are they going to run to? Where is this going to be? We have to be that light. We have to be that purity. Psalm 35 and 8. Let destruction come upon him at unawares. Let him meet that hath that cast thyself into that very destruction. Let him fall. And Psalms 141, 9 and 10. Keep thee from my snares which they have laid for me, and the gains of the workers of iniquity. Let the wicked fall into their own nets, whilst I was escape. Let's go to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you to open our hearts and minds today to receive this message. Lord, take myself out of the way and just let your true message shine through. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. The title of today's message is, It is not over yet. 
Now, I'm going to be real with you. There is times that me and God don't always see eye to eye. And that may sound like something bad to say, especially coming from the pulpit, but it is true. I'm always going to be truthful with you. And the reason it is, is because of a relationship. We have a relationship with God. I have a relationship with a lot of different people. And the thing is, anytime you have a relationship with someone, you're not always going to agree at every moment. But the thing is about God, I know that he is always right. I know he is always the truth. And even though I may not like it, I know that is the direction I have to go in no matter what because he is the absolute truth and authority. And so many times we are always clouded by our feelings. You see, that's what starts all this. We've talked about feelings many times before because we don't feel a certain way. We don't like the way something makes us feel. And we let that drive us. But we can't do that when it comes to God. We see that we may not like a person in authority. So because we don't like some of their mannerisms, the way they speak, the things they say, we don't we take down the whole entire atmosphere. We blast the position as well as the person. And we do that with God. We turn away. We dismiss. We get back on track here. You know, one of the things that I don't always agree with is timing. And that's just my personality because I'm a very punctual person. I believe in being early. I don't like snooze buttons. If I got to be up at a certain time, let's be up at a certain time. If we got to be somewhere, let's give us a few extra minutes, a few extra minutes to get ready, a few extra minutes to get there, because you never know what's going to happen. You know, there may be an unscheduled trip to the bathroom. There might be a little extra traffic on the way there. You know, you may have to go back and forget, get something that you forgot. It's always good to have a little bit of cushion, but that's my opinion. Now, my wife, she thinks very differently. She's a big fan of the snooze button. And we'll hit it over and over and over again till the very last minute and then spend the rest of the time rushing around to get ready because there's no extra time. But that's her personality. That's her opinion. But you see, God, he's never early. He's never late. He's always right on time. Because he has that advantage of knowing what's going to happen. What we're going to do, what the enemy's going to do, how everything's going to play out. And he knows exactly when to show up and how that's going to affect everything. See, sometimes whenever he shows up, is that it's just as important about when he shows up as what he's doing when he shows up. Prime example is Lazarus. Well, they sent for Jesus, and they thought Jesus was late. Because here it is, this man's in the grave. He's been laying there for three days. But Jesus comes right when Jesus was needed. Because when the time that he showed up, he performed this 
great miracle. He brings them up from the dead. He tears away the death's trails. And we see this magnificent miracle, which played a part also in the furthering of the crucifixion, which furthered the Jesus saving all of our souls. All because of timing. All because of timing. We have to rely on the truth of God now more than ever. Because this is the only thing that we can truly rely on. That man has not manipulated so much that we can't believe in anymore. We have to rely on the truth of God. And we have to filter everything through it. There was a time when you seen something printed in a newspaper, you could believe that was fact. Because journalists had a sense of integrity. It was a major part of what they would do in reporting the news. They had a duty to report the truth. No matter whose feelings it hurt, no matter what it caused, the truth always came first. But that is not the situation today. The fact is, it is very hard to find what the truth is. There is so much consensoring going on that we have platforms now that we've relied on so much. You know, we had this influx of instant news, but all these platforms now are being consensored. If something doesn't fit what a certain group wants, and we know we we see all these different media outlets, and we think, well, there's just so many, but in reality, they're only owned by a small group of companies. About six companies control the majority of all media outlets. So even though there's so many, it's not hard to control the flow. And we have consensorship. And even if it's not taking stuff down and blocking it and making it where people can't see it, it's trying to change your opinion. When you have that little disclaimer at the bottom that this statement may not be, may, this statement may be disputed. This statement may be something else. We have the right to listen to a person. We have the right to read a document and make a decision for ourselves what it's about. We have the ability to research, to read, to learn and understand. We don't have to have someone telling us what to think. God doesn't even want that. He gives us free will. He gives us 
his word. And he says, if you follow my word, you will have an abundance life. But we have to choose to do so. We have talked about last week about being programmed. How little by little they keep putting things in front of us. And we become accustomed to it. And how we look at the different generations, the different decades, how by doing so, now that we have changed our outlook on what the world should be, what family is, what God is, and could we let these little things become before us and in front of us little by little and changed our opinion without us really even realizing it. And that is why everything has to be filtered through the Word of God. Because the Word of God is just as relevant today as it was when Jesus walked the earth, when God said, let there be light. The Word of God is never changing. It is relevant. They're trying to say now that these amendments that we have, our rights that we have, that... The world is different now, so some things don't apply because we have different technologies and techniques of doing things. Trying to change things to fit. And we see these, these, these blasts. Everything, every channel we turn to, we see the same stories over and over again, and it's trying to put... an idea into our heads and driving it to be the absolute truth. But it's not over yet. And I'm going to be talking about Exodus chapter 14 is verses 1 through 31. And you can read over that in your time. I'm not going to go that verse by verse for time restraints today. But the Israelites were led out of slavery by Moses. Pharaoh is coming behind them. He's got his army. And here they're thinking that we never should have left. That we might have been slaves, but at least we were alive. That they're going to wipe us out. They're going to kill us. We won't even have gray spots here. We're just going to be, it's over. They had given up. It was over. They could hear the thundering of the hooves on the ground, the chariot wheels are turning, and it looked bad. Because they had done this, this thing, they had broke away, they had went against the norm, they had went against everything that they had known for generations and generations, 400 years. They went against that. They broke free. They went out on a limb. And now they thought they were going to have to pay the ultimate price for making a change. But it's not over till it's over. It's not over till God says it's over. They were coming up upon a river, they were trapped. And then God steps in. The waters part. 
and they walked across on dry land. They walked across on dry land. So then this army is coming behind them. And remember what I read earlier about let the enemies fall in their own traps. The water is released and the enemy is washed away. It's not over until it's over. God has a plan. And you know, we have this, this waiting period. We always have this waiting period. Very few times in life do we have this instant manifestation of a miracle. It does happen sometimes. That's what we need. You know, we've all been in the moments where you know, something's about to happen. We have no other time but to call upon the name of Jesus. And then something intervenes and we're safe. There's cases where we go to bed sick, we pray for a miracle, and wake up the next night, and we are healed. We have those situations, but most times we have to wait. We have to wait. And that is so uncomfortable. You know, we have a situation that's coming up that we have a a doctor's appointment that we're, we're dreading. We have a, a bill that's due. We don't know how we're going to pay for it. We have this time. And we think about all the different ways that we can solve it ourselves. And we know that we can't. And all we can do is we pray. We pray and we ask God. And we have to wait. And this waiting is a, a challenge for us. Because... We have to do that thing that we don't have a lot of, which is operate in faith. We have to believe that God is going to come through for us. We have to believe that God is going to do what we need Him to do. And the enemy is going to do just the opposite. He is going to put all this stuff in front of you. That's what we're, we're seeing today. They throw these maps up on the screen and we see this and we see that. And we see these colors of red and blue and we see all these numbers and there's no way that this can be that way. And we, uh, when they say that something isn't right, that these numbers don't make sense, that there's all these things. No, it's like, no, well, no. And we, they get redirected. And we see that the, the media makes these claims and they say, this is the way it is. And they expect us all to just take it. Believe it. Without any kind of filter. But we don't have to view things through the world because we can view things through God. And we see, just like this example, that God has a plan that we can't see. People are still disputing the day whether or not this miracle happened. They've tried to come up with all kinds of scientific reasons why that the, the water did what it did. 
Well, of course there's going to be some kind of scientific reasons because the water did what it did because God did it. It happened. And I don't care if he did it by going through the scientific method and using the principles of space and gravity and water flow to make it happen, or if he simply just said water part. The result is still the same. God still made it happen. We hear these things all the time that we have to believe in science, 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 science. Well, you know, science has told many people that they're not going to live. That the situation is inoperable. That there is no cure. But God says, by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. And we have seen that. We have seen that right here in this very building. We have seen situations turned around that was impossible in the eyes of science. That surgery was the only option. That there was no healing. There was nothing that's going to get better. We've seen tumors shrink. We've seen heart conditions heal up miraculously. And doctors say, well, I've never seen that happen before. Well, that's because they haven't dealt with God before. There is another alternative. It's not over yet. We've been talking about for weeks that we have to above everything else, above your feelings, above your personal preference. We have to side with people that side with God. And it looks like that the anti-God side is winning. It looks that way. That's what the media would have you to believe. They've done declared a winner. But it's not over yet. Because despite what everything says, nothing's been made official. There's still procedures to go through. There's still things that can happen. And the longer it goes on, we see that there's more and more discrepancies. More and more things that need to be looked at. God has a plan. And I've been, I've been thinking all along that there's a reason for all of this. God has a reason. And I believe that He wants to reveal a lot of this darkness. He wants us to see what we've been allowing to take place. And what we've been put over our, our eyes. That we have to, to see. Because there is a rapid decline 
in our churches, in belief. We even have people that sit in, in buildings with crosses on top all across the United States and the world. And inside them buildings, there are people that are going to go to hell. There are a lot of souls that need to be saved. And we see, we see the evil. You know, that's another thing that I question God about sometimes. I was like, God, why? Why? I was like, how can there be any redeeming quality in some of these people? And they're doing so much damage, causing so much harm, so much hurt. You know, why can't we have a little bit of Lot's White's action? Let me see, have a little uh, Pillars of Salt. Wouldn't that be grand? But you know, God knows. He knows that there is people to be redeemed. And I still say that would be a grand thing for people to see, to see a turnaround, to see people turn away from this darkness, from this negativity, from this evil, and change their lives. And for us, us believers, to stop standing by and start standing up, to stop just going through the motions. Every time we see something happen, we want to jump to Revelations and we're talking about end times. And yes, the end times are close. It has to be. But they've been talking about that. But we don't know the exact date or time. God tells us this. We have to make the most of what we have right now. If it's tomorrow, we shouldn't be just standing by and idly waiting. We should be out doing everything we can to bring just as many people with us. Heaven is not going to have an overcrowding problem. We can look at the fruits that people are putting out right now and see that. We can see there is no light. We can see that there is no love of Jesus in them. By the way that they treat each other, they treat the world. The love of God is not important to this world that we are living in now. Power, corruption, and money is the driving forces. But we can all change that. For my body here, I've de declared that November is a a month of prayer and every Sunday we're having special prayer for the different situations and we haven't really gotten off that first week yet we keep going back to it because we need to build it up bigger and stronger and we need to have belief because it does no good to ask God to utter the words if we are not truly believing that he is going to make a difference that he's going to change something we can't be walking around defeated and expect a miracle. We cannot be going around hanging our heads saying, oh well, this is just the way it is. We have to ask 
for that change, we have to believe that change is going to happen with all our hearts, not just a little bit. They talk about the faith of a mustard seed, but it's just so small. But we don't even have that because it takes so little to disrail us, to throw us off course. We can take one negative person can walk in front of us. They can talk down to us, talk bad about us, and then that can wreck our entire momentum going forward. These are soldiers of the enemy. And they're there just for that purpose. But what we need to do is, we are soldiers of God. We need to be doing just the opposite. We need to be filling people with encouragement, with love, with understanding. We need to do like Jesus did when he was tempted by Satan. We need to be able to go back to the Word of God and beat him down with Scripture. Beat him down with Scripture. That is our weapon. This is the sword of the Lord. It's time to stop being kicked down and start fighting back. Arm yourselves. It's time to turn off the news. It's time to turn off the secular music. It's time to power down the social media. It's time to throw away the newspapers. It's time to get back into the real truth. It's time to get back into prayer. And it's time to build a faith in God like in no other point in time. We, we have the ability because it's by our faith, it's by our allowing it, it's by our saying, okay, God, come on, we believe in you, come on, do it, make it happen, that we can bring the power of heaven down to earth, that we can turn things around and make this a godly nation again. Bow with me, please.